Welcome to Woman Reinvented with your host, Beth Smith. Your sponsor this week is Magnolia Organizing. Now, here's Beth. Today we're talking to Robin Hancock of Renewal by Nature. When I asked several friends who they would refer to as a woman reinvented, Robin's name was instantly sent my way by her proud daughter. Robin has made sweeping changes in her life and is so happy with the decisions she's made along the way. I know you're going to love hearing from Robin, but first a word from our corporate sponsor, which is my company, Magnolia Organizing. The Magnolia team works both in the North Metro Atlanta area and virtually with women who are reinventing their lives by decluttering and organizing. We design and load closets, we pack and unpack for moves, we help declutter and can usually offer small changes that create big results. Through our time together, we often help our clients start their own reinvention. You'll hear more about how you can get in touch with us at Magnolia at the end of the show, but I know you want to hear what Robin has to say. Hi, this is uh, Beth Smith with A Woman Reinvented, and I am talking with Robin Hancock. Um, And Robin is a person that we might consider that has reinvented herself. She was referred to me by a friend, a mutual friend. Actually, Courtney is your daughter. She's my daughter, yes. And uh, your daughter knows my daughter, and I had asked um, for some referrals about folks who had reinvented themselves, and yours was the first, it was an instant uh, back to me about, um, Nate, you need to talk to Robin Hancock. So I decided <laughs> I needed to do that and wanted to, um, to do that tonight. Um, so Robin and I um, don't know each other, but we've caught up just a little bit, and she has a really amazing story that I think you would love to hear. Um, And so I'd just like to kick it over to you and um, ask you this first question. Robin, how would you say you reinvented yourself? Tell me your story. So um, I guess you want for me to start kind of at that beginning that we talked about earlier. Not Um, from birth. So (laughs) maybe rebirth. Right. So um, what kind of started where I am today is about six and a half years ago. Um, I decided I needed to change my life in a big way because I um, was addicted to alcohol. And so I began a um, recovery program, which I've been successful at so far. You know, it's one day at a time. Amazing. It's all we have. Yes. Thank you. And, um, and so that kind of started, I guess, you know, just all those years of, of that kind of lifestyle, really, um, the best way I can describe that is like I had totally lost who I was and had um, done things to please other people my whole life mm. and big people pleaser. And um, so along with that recovery process, um, I started realizing that um, something about my sexuality that I wanted to change. And and then I had always been pretty attracted to the same sex, the same same gender. And so I came out to myself. um, I think that was about in, uh, that might have been about the same time, um, probably about seven years ago or so. and then, so I, I'm, I'm moving along, um, 
in life. And I, and I'm also a state employee at the time working for the, uh, an agency with the state of Georgia and very dissatisfied with my job there. And so at 28 and a half years of employment with them, I decided to retire early and pursue what I currently do, which is I'm a certified forest therapy guide. And I take people out on wonderful experiences, um, getting them ultra connected to nature using their senses. But the reason that I, that I knew that that was my calling is because I had had, had some grief experiences um, beginning about in night of 2013 um, that involved the loss of the death of a girlfriend. And um, then I lost my mom in 2015. And you were her caregiver a, during that, right? Right. So I was her caregiver. And that, that plays into this as well. So I was her caregiver and um, helped her transition. And, um, you know, I was there um, for the last, like, week and a half of her life. Mm. And then about literally at about that same time, I lost a very... Um, another very close relationship out of respect for this other individual. I'm not going to say who it is. Uh Um, And so that was tremendously heartbreaking as well. And then, and so this was in August of 2015. And then in February of 2016, I discovered that my, my high school buddy, had died in December of um, like my best friend in high school, all through high school. And my best friend um, all through high school had died in December of 2015. Mm. And yeah, it was really rough. And so um, I was thoroughly depressed and just devastated by all this. But all through all of the grief, I had the one thread, the common thread was that I had gone to nature and hiked and really found a lot of healing in, you know, natural processes and just being out in the woods. And um, so every day I was hiking anywhere between two and six miles at Stone Mountain Park and just weeping. I know people that saw me probably thought I was nuts, but um, anyway, so, um, but I had known that that was a healing modality for me and so in April so two years ago right um, this month a dear 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 friend of mine had emailed me an article about um, Shinrin Yoku which is a Japanese word it means means forest bathing and immediately I understood that this was something I needed to do um but I was going to need to quit my job to like retire early to do it. And so um, the, the process of having helped my mother through her death experience um, was like this total gift to me because I could foresee myself on the, on my deathbed one day. And I, and I was thinking my thought process was, um, you know, when that's me, am I going to be laying there wishing I had done this thing and regret that I, and regret it if I don't do it? Right. And the answer to that was yes. 
And so I just basically, you know, made plans to retire, um, signed up for the, for the certification program, bought my plane ticket, got my lodging, got my rental car all on the same day. I figured, well, if I do it all at once, <laughs> then it'll be super hard to, to undo all that. You know, it'll be, just be too much trouble. So I'll just have to do it. And so um, I, I went to the immersion training in May of 2016, totally loved it, um, finished my practicum in November of 2016, and now I'm just kind of running my company kind of casually and organically, like I'm not trying to grow it really big, but I have this tremendous life today that I couldn't have imagined two years ago when I was feeling so low. You know, so it, it really has been an amazing process. Do you think a little part of why you bought all that stuff at once and did that all that day was to not let yourself back out? Oh, yeah. It was going to be too hard to cancel. Right. So, oh, what was the other part of that question? Or were you just excited? I, I think may, it sounds like maybe you just, yeah, you decided, yeah, I'm just going to do it and I can't undo it if I do all this at once. Yeah, I kind of just like really, I knew so strongly that that's what I was going to do. Like I had made the decision. So there was really no, like I wasn't on the fence about it at all. Right. Um, and my friend, Susan, she's, she probably knows me um, probably better than anybody else does. Um, but then I've got some other really good friends that were there for me a couple of years ago that, that I absolutely um, couldn't have done without like my friend, Allison and Michelle. Um, they were people that like really, really were checking in with me a lot to make sure that, you know, that I was going to be okay. Right. Um, but, I, but I totally knew that that's what I needed to go do. And I don't regret it ever. Like there's not a day that I wish that, you know, like I never think, Oh gosh, I wish I wouldn't have retired early. Cause it did affect my pension a little bit, but like not enough to matter. Like my happiness is worth more than that to me. So. Yeah, did and uh, you know it's it because you did have that pension, you may have had a little bit, um, you know, you had that reinforcement or that um, then backup, I guess, from financial. Yeah, it's a safety net. It's it's a right. good it's a good financial safety net. Yes, it's, but I will say that if it wasn't for that, I couldn't. It wouldn't have been possible um, for me to do what I'm doing today. But right. like I stuck with it for tw same agency, same same state agency for 28 and a half years. And there were some days when I just thought that I was just going to have to walk out and never go back. I mean, it's tough, you know, it's, it's yeah. tough sometimes to, to work in a um, government environment. But well, um, I think that's true of any, anyone of us who feel called to other things there, you know, or any, anyone, but anyone in a job, but I, there was this mattress commercial. I have no idea who it was advertising for, but there was this, <laughs> she would drag, she had her arm, her hand behind the scruff of her neck and she was dragging herself to work. And um, I was feeling like <laughs> I, that's exactly how I think many of us get to the point where we're just dragging ourselves to work, um, to work for that's someone else. That's a great else. visual. Oh, it was just, it's an amazing commercial. I said, honey, that is me talking to my husband. That is, I, that is exactly what I do every day. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, and yeah, I mean, two, two years ago, I literally was, um, having to gather, like I would cry through my morning coffee and have to like dry my tears up to go get a shower to get ready to go to work. That's how bad it was. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, 
it, it was time. Clearly it was time. And the great thing was, yes, it was probably was, you lost a little bit, but totally worth that. Now, financially, oh, yeah. you probably were set up otherwise, not just your pension, but you probably knew that you were going to retire. So you had kind of done some strategies around that to be able to work. Yeah, yeah. I've got an IRA and stuff that I can tap into. So it's, yeah. I'm all good with that kind of that's, thing. That's sure. good. Um, so a friend of yours sent you an article. That's kind of interesting. She just picked that out of the... Uh, out of the air she knew about you it was Some it, it was an azalea it was an azalea yeah she knew that i had been like hiking and grieving and just was in this terrible place and um it was an azalea society newsletter i guess that she'd gotten electronically emailed to her and like you know this little article was on page eight of the azalea society newsletter and so she just thought hmm robin will be interested in this and and just forwarded it to me and said, hey, check out the article on page eight. And little did she know that it's exactly like it was just this intuitive act on her part. And little did she know that it was just going to change my whole path, my whole trajectory. So, um, yeah, so she's responsible for that. And I'm really grateful to her. <laughs> well, isn't it amazing when we're open, what things come to our paths? You never know. Um I mean, I'm sure when we're not open, things cross our paths, but we don't see them, right? But she's right. open and there, ready. Yeah, there's actually a great book by Tosha Silver, um, I think called um, Outrageous Openness, Letting the Divine Take the Lead. Oh. And it's a, it's a really good read, and it talks that she talks about just being open to things and um, – you know, I think it's about not saying no automatically. Like sometimes we do need to say no, but sometimes I think we were programmed to say no automatically. And well, especially you know, if it's when, a little different. We, I mean, you know, a forest nature guide is not on your normal nine to five kind of job. Right. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's what I needed, and it's what a lot of people need. It's really, really neat taking people out on these experiences because some have. You know, sometimes people just leave feeling more relaxed or rejuvenated. Sometimes people have very profound experiences while they're out on these walks. So, um, well, you know, so it's really an, very rewarding for me. That's awesome. I read an amazing book. And at, uh, at the end of our podcast, we'll put some show notes together about some of these books we're referring to. But I okay. purchased a book called The Last Child in the Woods. I don't know if you've right. seen it. It's amazing about children and their connectivity to nature and how we just aren't anymore. And um, we ended up moving into the country to be able to give our grandchildren that opportunity. But um, we just are not connected and we, and our souls need to be. I'm very convinced. Absolutely. Yes. Well, there's, there's a theory called biophilia and the biophilia theory it's based on the fact that we're, we, you know, we evolved in natural savanna type regions, you know, grasses and clumps of trees and water and animals and things like that. So in the last couple hundred years with, you know, with industrialization, we've been plopped into the middle of urban or semi-urban environments. And, um, and, you know, our bodies and our brains to an extent just, you know, are in this, some sort of fight or flight over that almost continually. Yeah. And we, we have lost that nature connection and that nature connection is I think, you know, 
the way I, I like to think about it is it helps us belong, like feel like we belong to the greater whole. Like it connects us to, you know, the source of life, you know, the earth and the trees and, and plants and things and, the, and, you know, even butterflies and little animals. Um, it's important to us. I think that being in the, you know, in urban environments too much, literally severs you know it severs that connection in a way and i think we get lost in that we feel lost i don't disagree um so tell me about you mentioned several friends and things um that had kind of been there for you um as you've gone in this direction who's kind of mentoring you guiding you where do you get your um leadership and um and your camaraderie through this journey? Well, um, gosh, that is a great question. I mean, I've got like the most fabulous friends in the world. Um, we all stick by each other and, um, and, and friendships are thing or something I did not naturally, I didn't naturally know how to cultivate real well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was largely in dudes, due to my, um, you know, due to my alcoholism, you know, when I was actively drinking right? and because that isolates people. And so I really had to kind of learn how to form friendships. And so, and that's one of the reasons, I mean, that's the big reason that I decided to, um, to get sober was because my relationships, like I basically didn't have any decent relationships. And so that is so important to me that um, I'm very serious about cultivating healthy, um, very deep friendships. I have, you know, like I'm an introvert. So that means I have, you know, a good handful of extremely good friends. And so they're, they're like, and I don't have any sisters. I, I grew up with three brothers. So I consider all these women basically my sisters, my family. And, um, and I do like, you know, I'm, I'm on a spiritual path. So I do, um, you know, I'm kind of guided by that and I love to read. And so I'm guided sometimes by things that I read. Um, and I, and like I had mentioned, I had an extremely good therapist for about six and a half years. It was really, really tough on me that I would, I would attribute her to being the one that really started getting me um, to stop wasting my life, basically. So um, that was huge. That was like the start of it. You know, I, I sought help, and this individual um, was really tremendous and really making me question just how I lived. Right. So... Um, so that's kind of, I mean, that's pretty much it. I think I do like to read a lot and I, I really, um, adore reading Thich Nhat Hanh. And, um, so I use, you know, I read spiritual material and use that for guidance a lot. Um, all right. So tell me now, we're going to move it on a little bit. What projects okay. are you currently working on? You had mentioned a couple of retreats that were upcoming and things like that. How do you, how was, what's your calendar look like? Well, um, I do uh, public walks um, and generally do those at Woodlands Garden here in Decatur. 
and there's a few area parks that I do them at as well. Um, so I've got a walk at the end of April that's um, considered a public walk, and um, people can register for that on my website. And I'm doing a retreat in, on, um, I think it'll be the 19th of May with a holistic therapy office that's up the street from me. I just got back uh, two weekends ago from doing a retreat uh, with a, uh, an organization called Alive in the Wild that basically gets people outside and engaged in a spiritual way with nature. And, and there's all kinds of things that we did um, last weekend. We did soulful breath work and we did, um, and we've done, there's, I've been at two of those retreats as a facilitator um, drumming, um, con uh, conscious, like conscious dance and really, really some cool stuff. So, um, I'm super excited to be connected with alive in the wild. So that's an ongoing relationship that I have with, with them. And, um, yeah, so just, um, I'm going to be planning some more walks this summer. Also, I've just got to take a look at my calendar and sit down and get those planned. But um, I'm always looking for people to partner with to do day retreats or weekend retreats. And my public walks are always available as well. Awesome. Um, okay. What are your long-term plans? Like where are you in five years? Me in five years is um, being just kind of doing what I'm doing now, but more of it. Um, I have adorable grandchildren. You know what it's like to have grandkids, and yours are precious, I, I have to say, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm prejudiced. Um, you know, I, I'm the baby whisperer. When the youngest was um, screaming her head off one day at, at um, Courtney's house, I took her from Caroline, and, and she automatically just, like, went to sleep. And Caroline was, oh, that is so great. You're the baby whisperer. <laughs> the baby so I have a little – <laughs> yeah, I have a little um, reputation among the – Courtney's friends, but um, just enjoying my grandkids more. My grandkids are two and almost four, so I, as they get older, I and now they don't have to be around Courtney so much. Um, I plan to spend more time with them and um, continue cultivating um, my wonderful friendships. And just as far as my business goes, I'm happy just letting that grow organically. I feel like. Um, you know, I just don't spend a lot of time over, <laughs> over advertising that. I like the pace that it's growing because I really like my free time. I hike a lot. Um, I drum. I do West African drumming, and I'm learning to play a kit drum now. Well, I heard in my, in my older were, age. Tonight you were missing a drum class. I, I remember that. Well, actually, I'm not. It was um, – it, yeah, it's the, the person's out of town, so my teacher's out of town this <laughs> so week. So it was. So we're on drum week. It was easy enough day. to schedule. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, it's a, a non-drum day. Yeah. Okay. So um, now, if if folks are interested, how can they get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Um, tell us your addresses and how we can get in touch with you. Okay. So I'm on the web at. Um, renewalbynature.com and and the words in renewal by nature are separated by hyphens and i'm on facebook as renewal by nature i've got a cool little um green um logo 
so it's easily you can uh, easily detect that that's my web page if you aren't sure and I'm also on Instagram and I think I'm on Instagram um, I think there are periods that separate the words on Instagram but I, I'm I don't really know how you search for things on Instagram. You could probably just type in renewal by nature and find me fine on that. But I'm three, all three of those places. An yeah. at sign before for Instagram. It's at renewal by nature. So I guess it's at renewal dot by dot nature. Dot by dot nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll verify yeah. that and uh, for any show notes that we need to do for that. Um, okay. Robin, uh, we're about out of time, but I'm so glad that we had the chance to um, get to know each other. We've sort of known each other kind of vicariously through our kids. Yeah, but, um, through the kids, so, yeah. yeah. But so glad to actually talk to you and hear your story and how you've reinvented yourself. Um, and I know that we'll bump into each other again. And um, I just hope, wish you the very best and, and your growth. Wow, Robin, what a story. I know the audience enjoyed this interview and the courage you have shown along this journey. Thanks for being with us. I enjoyed so much getting to know Robin. This this week, her view was from her hammock in Santa Rosa, California. I'm never sure where she's going to end up next. I can't wait to see you again on Woman Reinvented as we continue celebrating women reinventing themselves every single day. Thank you for listening to Woman Reinvented with Beth Smith. For show notes or to contact Beth, visit her website, magnoliaorganizing.com.